This is Honest Math Chat, and I'm Mona Eel of Mona Math. I'm a former math avoider turned math teacher cheerleader, and I'm going to get real honest with you about math classroom culture, engagement, math discussions, and all the student-centered instructional practices to help you empower your students to love and understand math deeply. So every Monday on Honest Math Chat, we're going to work together to make our classrooms places where students see themselves as mathematicians. But let's not wait. If you're ready to engage every learner and get them pumped about math, you've got to use math discussions. I welcome you to download the guide to engaging math discussions right now. Go to monamath.com slash discussions. You'll get all my best tips on how to guide on the side while getting every child meaningfully engaged in discussing their math thinking. Hey, welcome back. This is the Honest Math Chat and I'm Mona. And today we are going to talk all about feedback. Have you ever gotten really good feedback? A comment or a question that really helped you kind of rethink what you were up to or take big steps toward achieving your goal? Good feedback is vital to learning. But what is feedback? Because we all give our students feedback and we know it's important and we try to give good feedback, but are we? What does good feedback even look like in math class? So many questions start swirling around in my head when I think about feedback. And I'd love to know what you're currently thinking. When you hear feedback, what do you think of? Send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at Hello Mona Math, and I'd love to chat more with you about this and how this is living in your classroom. I want to share with you a definition that I love about feedback. I mean, like if you can love a definition about feedback, it's from feedbackforlearning.org. And here's the definition. Feedback is a process in which learners make sense of information about their performance and they use it to enhance the quality of their work or learning strategies. I love this definition because it's talking about a process. It's not just a single interaction or transaction of me giving the feedback to the student and the student accepting. Instead, it's a process in which We give feedback, students process that feedback, and then we help students understand how to apply that to their learning strategies and to improve their quality of work. So I love it because it calls out that feedback is a process. I also love this definition because it states that feedback is information. And this is something that I always tell my students. Feedback is just information. It can be positive or negative, but it's just information. And it really is up to us what we do with that information. And to be honest, I think this is such a valuable life skill. The skill of filtering through information and deciding what's valuable information and how to apply it in their life. So a process of how to use information about ourselves to enhance our learning. That's what feedback is. So now that we know what feedback is, that it's merely information, 
we know that some information is super helpful and other information is just not. And let me say this. If you're going to spend your valuable and very limited time giving students feedback, make it meaningful. Feedback can be a number correct of the total on a quiz. It can be circled incorrect problems. It can be a checklist or a rubric indicating what elements the students have mastered in which they haven't. It could be a comment or a question written in the margin. All of those could be good feedback. So what is good feedback? Good feedback is specific and useful. Good feedback has a purpose, it's clear, and it's actionable. All right, I want to pause here and just talk for a minute about this idea of good feedback. And I want to highlight this by telling you a little bit about a time when I didn't get good feedback. And I know you've been in this situation. I was getting evaluated or observed, and the person observing me was giving me feedback at the end. And the feedback was, wow, you're really good at management. You're really good at routines. Really great job at facilitating math discussions. And I have to tell you that this feedback to me, although it could have made me feel good, it really made me feel unseen. It did not give me any specifics. I had no idea what to do next, and I couldn't use this information. I couldn't even use it to be proud of myself because I wasn't sure what it was that this person witnessed in my classroom. Now, an example of good feedback that I got was recently I was observed by someone different and got feedback from them. And this person told me, you, the way you use your voice to call kids' attention to the kind of summative thought or final thought of the math discussion really got me to listen. And I know if it got me to listen, it got the kids to listen. And that feedback was something that was so clear to me that I had never thought of. I had never thought about how I used my voice to engage my students, especially at the end of the math discussion. And although this wasn't feedback to tell me um, something to work on, it definitely got me thinking about being more mindful and of those times in my facilitation and how I can improve and continue to use that strength that was observed in different parts of my facilitation and different parts of my teaching day. So hopefully that illustrates for you that good feedback really does have to be clear and specific so that not only do we know what to do next in order to improve, but we can acknowledge the strengths in ourselves that we see. And we have that specific language to talk about it with and goal set and monitor our own progress towards our goals. So let's talk about three ways that you can give feedback that is all of those things, specific, useful, purposeful, clear, and actionable. So number one is you have to get clear on what you're going to give feedback on. It could be a priority standard or a learning goal that you've already set, 
or maybe a behavior that you see that your students need to improve on. So if I'm thinking about my classroom right now, I'm thinking about our math discussions and how students just kind of, they keep saying the same things over and over. And then they pass it to the next person and that person repeats that same thing, but with a slight variation of what the person before them said. And I want this to change because we aren't getting to the math understandings. We aren't getting to identifying a conjecture or a math truth in the discussion. We're just kind of dancing around the same points. So tip number one, get clear on what you want to give feedback on. Tip number two, make the criteria for what it looks like to meet that goal clear. So students need to know exactly what to expect. So in the example I just gave, I went back to my discussion anchor chart of the learning target. I participate in a math discussion and I made sure that it was very clearly labeled what I wanted my students to do in the discussion. And then I pointed their attention to it every time we started a math discussion. I would say, I want you to add new ideas. I want you to build on others' ideas. And I want you to ask questions when you don't understand or know what's going on. Okay, so number one, be clear on what you're going to give feedback on. Number two, make the criteria crystal clear. Number three, collect information or data. This information or data is what you will use to help create that clear and purposeful feedback. It will give you and the students that specific language, giving a baseline so that students know what to work on and to improve. Okay, so in my example, I gathered data about our discussions that I knew I could share with the class. So each time a student spoke in our math discussion, I made a tally mark for a new idea. And then if we had a statement repeated, I also tallied that down. Then I presented this data to the class, how many new ideas we had and how many repeats we had. And they, then we decided how we could improve. And this really is an example of how you can give actionable and specific and helpful feedback to a whole group versus always giving it to just the individual. And it was still really helpful to help my students all improve. So consider giving whole group feedback versus individual feedback if the situation lends itself to that format. All right, so those were the three tips that I promised, but I have a fourth one that I wanna throw in here at the end. Consider adding in self-assessment. Once the purpose and the criteria are clear and students know the information that you've presented to them, the feedback, then ask them to self-assess. This really helps students start to match their perception with the feedback or the reality or the observation. The more we can self-assess, the more accurate we become, which leads to more self-awareness. Okay, this was an episode chock full of information. So let's do a quick review before we wrap up for the day. Number one, let's review is Feedback is information. Number two, feedback is valuable information that can help our students improve, but it must be good feedback. Number three, making feedback relevant to a learning goal 
is key to making feedback clear and usable. Review point number four is don't think of feedback as just individual. Try out whole group feedback and goal setting and self-assessment. Speaking of self-assessment, that's our review fact number five. Self-assessment is a skill that can help our students self-correct and give themselves feedback or make your feedback more meaningful because they too have identified the problem through self-assessment. I can't wait to hear how you use these tips and ideas in your classroom to give your students feedback and just start to create that student-centered assessment that is so vital to our student-centered classrooms. Well, that was your dose of Honest Math Chat for today, friend. Thanks so much for listening. It would mean so much to me if you subscribed, shared this podcast with your friend, or leave a comment. If you have not downloaded my free guide that I made in response to the questions you have all about engaging your students in math discussions, go grab it, monamath.com slash discussions. And if you have other questions that I haven't answered, shoot me a DM on Instagram at hellomonamath. I can't wait to chat more with you next week. Remember, we're here every Monday. I'm always listening on my way to work. When do you listen? See you soon, friend.